Now when the sun come up, I'll be there to say what up in the morning. Brush my teeth, find that What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live uh, from here in Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, partner in crime, Boys Bernardi. Boys, what's the weather like there in Champaign, Illinois, brother? Uh, I was 40 and 50s today. I actually went outside for a walk around the park today. It was nice. Get some fresh air and uh, think about what we're going to talk about on this podcast today with our special guest. There you go. There you go. As you mentioned, special guest. Uh, there's going to be a lot more of these coming on the show uh, to really fill the fill, uh, fill the void we got. Uh, this T-B-O-L-T-S. week's uh, Andrew High School alum, University of Iowa alumni, former uh, roommate of yours truly, arguably the best player on the 09 T-Bolts volleyball team, Uh, captain of the Iowa Club volleyball team, Uh, your very own Dan Aspen. Dan, welcome to the show, buddy. I mean, it's quite the honor. You can leave out that I was voted all Big Ten volleyball player, too. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, it seems like I waited all my life to come on this podcast. So um, thank you guys for having me. Um, I especially like that you invited me to the to the White Sox um, special edition podcast. So 40 minutes of pure White Sox entertainment we have coming up. So thank you guys. I don't know if we're going to touch on a pure 40 minutes of uh, of White Sox baseball, but we will touch on them here in a minute. I look. We're we're excited to have you. Good to good to see you. Good to hear from you, of course, buddy. Look, first uh, first question I have for you, Dan. Uh, I know I, I know I just threw out a very controversial topic, but in your opinion, who was that that top player on that 09, uh almost super sectional men's volleyball team from uh, from Andrew High School? I mean, if you're talking about um, pure grit, pure um, determination, you're you're really looking at myself. Um, if, if you're looking at the sexy plays, you know, who can hit someone in the face type of type of play, you're looking at Blaze Bernardi. But that that doesn't really matter. And then let's not forget our Spirit Award winner, um, the Schmer, Michael Merrick. Yeah, so man. Yeah, so basically, um, I played uh, varsity my sophomore year, humble brag right there. And uh, it's kind of a big deal my senior year. And I had an entourage and uh, – I convinced Coach Harry to have Merrick tag along with us to be a good time for uh, the road trip buses and keep team morale high. Merrick was a Merrick was a great teammate. Couldn't have done it without him, Dan. Hey, big glue guy, big glue guy came big off the guy. bench. Seventh man award, I guess. I guess as you'd put it. But uh, boys, what 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 do you have for Dan? Here. Dan, thanks again for joining. Uh, this time I'm going to be the setter, and you're going to take a couple of hits with uh, these questions. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen with the White Sox next year? I really do believe that we're a top three uh, contender for the World Series. What I would have loved to happen was for us to empty out our pockets completely and get George Springer. That didn't happen, but our team is still absolutely complete. Um, and it's and it's really the first year of probably five or six years that we're going to be in that conversation. So where we're at right now, it it's exciting. I've literally waited all of my life for this. 05 was great, but that was kind of just like you stack these teams up next to each other and this team's expectations and their skill level are are, are just beyond. They don't, they don't, hold, a candle. 
the bullpen is amazing. They got a bunch of young hitters with Abreu. And yeah, this is this could be a really fun decade for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. That starting five is like, I mean, they have five of the top, I'd argue probably 20 pitchers in, in the league right now, right? Uh, especially with some of those acquisitions they just made. But uh, they do, yeah, yeah. They have a good year. I, no, I got a fun year, and that's probably the only Chicago team that's uh, doing well right now, and we'll get to that later. But uh, my second question, uh, Daniel, is uh, our host Merrick mentioned earlier that you guys were roommates together. Any funny stories about Merrick up up in Iowa City? I mean, we were we were roommates for two years. Uh, he was a fantastic roommate. Randomly, after playing Tiger Woods, um, Ricky Fowler missed that bunker. Um, he just thought it'd be a good idea to take his shoulder through his closet door. Um, and he did that repeatedly and he laughed more than anyone else did. It was kind of funny and then kind of annoying. A uh, couple, couple PEDs that night too. I'll, I'll get the boys going, you know, so geez, that's uh, oh, fuck. I, I forgot about the whole Ricky Fowler thing. Missed that bunker. Um, that was on the PlayStation too. For those of you uh, following along at home, yeah, Tiger, Tiger crazy Wood. nights in Iowa City, staying home and playing the PS2. Those are the kind of guys Mike and Dan are. Yeah. Okay, boys. Uh, Dan, uh, one one question that I kind of like to ask all of our all of our, our guests that come on here: uh, What would you say would be your worst gambling loss? Uh, again, could have been a trip to the casino, to Vegas, you know, could have been on a sports game. What would you say would be probably your worst loss you've ever, ever taken? I, I mean, my, my brother-in-law had a, uh, had a bachelor party in Lake Tahoe where we were snowboarding and going to the casinos. And then we were going out for NCAA tournaments. And, and there was about 25 guys that were at a bar watching one of the best games ever. And I was stuck at a slot machine of all things. Like, what am I doing? Um, but I, I have a, I have a very recent one and this isn't really gambling. It's, it's fantasy football and everyone loves hearing about other people's fantasy football teams. It's like the best thing to just go through your lineup. I had a $500 swing. When I woke up Monday morning, I was up 50 points and there was one wide receiver and one kicker I was going against Stefan Diggs. I hate him for the rest of my life. Never again. He he took five hundred dollars away from me, and I'll never I'll never forgive him and kind of the bills. Wow, wow, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, we're gonna talk about the championship round here in a minute, and I, ooh, I don't think uh, I don't think the bills are on Aspen's uh, nice list here. Well, Dan, that's a, I mean that loss is that's a that's a brutal beat, uh, especially with two points left on a fantasy football matchup there. But speaking of football. We had a big weekend with the uh, divisional uh, playoffs. Uh, let's start with that Green Bay game. Green Bay, L.A. Boys, I was all over it. I, I had multiple plays on this. Uh, Love the Packers. Uh, general reactions, thoughts uh, coming out of that game. No, yeah, it was uh, Packers about a touchdown, and I think everyone was on Green Bay, so that's a big sign to stay away from me, but um... – they're clearly the best team in the NFC and playing at home in Lambeau field, whether there's no fans or not, that's a huge home field advantage. Clearly the better team uh, last Saturday um, sent LA back home, Jared Goff. That might be his last game being a QB one for the Rams. So that could be interesting, but uh, man, Green Bay and Tampa Bay is going to be an exciting game on uh, Sunday, but um, yeah, man, I don't know how you can't ride the Packers right now. And then we had Bill's Ravens uh, Saturday night. I mean, I was all over the Bills. 
not a big deal. Um, I ended up going three and one out of my picks. I did actually mention, I think, on the, the podcast, uh, Parway, my picks as well, um, minus the one loss I had. So uh, that would have made up for it quick there. But Bills game two, Bills Ravens was a, a close one <laughs> up until that pick six. Boys, you were on the wrong end of that. Um, Aspen, what what were your thoughts from, from watching that Bills Ravens game? That was my favorite game of last week. And boy, did I love the Ravens. Dan, I'm with you too. And the thing is, like, the first drive of the game, they're driving down the field. And I'm like, oh, this is, they score right here. They'll be up seven, nothing. And the thing is, they held Josh Allen to 10 points. And I thought Lamar Jackson was over the playoff bump, and he's clearly not. No, he's not. I mean, three points can, you know, that's all you need to look at right there. Yeah. I know he got a concussion and everything, but man, in Baltimore, they're kind of at a fork in the road this year. And I thought they'd, make a run to the Super Bowl, but I was wrong, and I was on the wrong side of that one. Boys, you were also on the wrong side of that points bet, too. For your listeners at home, uh, that points bet was, uh, again, any dollar figure over uh, the spread allotted. So, uh, boys was taking some side action. We had in the group text, and uh, I think it was about a five $600 swing, at least, on that pick six. So uh, Yeah, it was, but uh, Merrick likes to talk about all my losses, but I won it back on uh, Sunday against Tampa and New Orleans, so we'll get to that later. And also, Merrick wants to talk about this. He won 130 bucks off that game. He still owes me $70. So I'm still on the whole background story before we talk about another uh, Blaze Bernardi loss. <laughs> hey, I'm still in the hole, but I'm digging out, baby. I'm digging out. <laughs> um, all right, Sunday, Sunday's games uh, had a close one in Kansas City with uh, the Browns and the Chiefs. I mean, you hold on to that football in the end zone. It's a different story. Mahomes gets uh, gets taken out with that concussion. That was a dirty that, hit. That that fumble, that fumble in the end zone, though. I mean, close play, but targeting. Do, do, do you guys agree that that could have been called targeting uh, on Sorensen there? As you know, as uh, again, he he launched or, or really used the crown of his helmet to projectile himself towards a player. Uh, which caused the fumble ultimately not a non-reviewable play but in my mind that's uh, that's the game I mean, I mean that it, it's a no-brainer that it was and I hate beating a dead like media horse because that's all everyone's talking about but at that point I think all the ref is looking at is the ball the pylon where the player is if he's stepping out of bounds so I, I mean yeah and it's a shitty rule but you know here we are no, I think it's a good rule. That's the only rule I can think of in the NFL that actually helps defenses. And you kind of have to have some self-awareness as well as like, okay, you're going to have a first and goal at the one yard line. You don't need to score here once. And like, just a little side note, Higgins probably isn't the smartest guy in the world. He got busted for drag racing like three weeks ago before the playoff started. And then he tweeted out that he was speeding away from COVID. So um, <laughs> probably not the smartest wide receiver we're dealing with here. So um not surprised it was a boneheaded play. So Blaze, no, you, wouldn't change, you wouldn't change the rule at all. I wouldn't change the rule. I think if you're going to stick the ball and you fumble in the end zone, give the defense the ball back. Because name another penalty or rule in the NFL that benefits the defense. That's just my mindset. No, look, I I, I agree with you, and and Dan, I, I definitely agree with the the viewpoint from the from the ref standpoint. You know, they're not they're not working for that play there. They're looking to see if the ball crossed the goal line or his feet inbounds. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. So, um, hey, look, uh, one other uh, game. Obviously, last Sunday, Bucks Saints uh, battle of uh, the uh, the old people's home. 
right, uh, with Brady and Breeze. Uh, I had the over 52. Obviously, that didn't hit, only lost of the weekend. Blaze, you were, I believe you were on the right side of that one, correct? Yeah, that was uh, my other lock. My lock of the week on Saturday was uh, Baltimore, so it went one and one, and uh, I thought it was a great win by Tampa. That defense has been don't break, and um, I think they finally realized that Brady's still a decent quarterback, but it helps a lot when you can uh, give the ball to your workhorses, Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones, and he had some holes to run through, and they kind of controlled the game in the second half, and it worked out. Playoff Lenny. There should, have been, there should have been another quarterback in that game. How do you think the game would have been different with Taysom Hill? I'm not a big fan of that guy, to be honest, so I really don't know. But um, I do agree Breeze threw a couple bad passes that were duck snorts that were due to get picked off. But I think that Tampa Bay pressure with Jason Pierre-Paul was uh, and Dendamakin Sue, I think that was a big factor with him. And I think they'll get to Aaron Rodgers on Sunday too. Yeah, I, I, even that secondary. Even that secondary looked good. I, I think Breeze is kind of done. I, I oh mean, yeah, he's his, he's retired. His arm looked he's like a wet noodle. He his his arm looked like a wet noodle throwing a couple of those balls. He he had a couple of receivers wide open. And he just threw the ball short and in the ground. That's like yeah, be interesting. I, I get it. It's a long it's a long season. He's had a long, uh, very successful career. Um, so whether he comes back or not, hats off to that guy. Did you guys uh, see him at the end of the game tell Jameis Winston that the Saints are his team now? I saw that. I saw that. Uh, Mike hey, Harris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you want that guy at, at, at the helm though, Danny. You don't want to you don't want to eat all the W's with him? He, he can barely he can barely read and write, and not to mention he steals crab legs in his office in his in his free time. So um, I don't know if he's the answer there in New Orleans, but that defense in New Orleans is still pretty solid. I know they didn't really show it Sunday night, but uh, they've got a good core uh, on, on that back end. So I give uh, I give Winston a shot. He's been pretty quiet this year, and seems like he's kind of gotten a wake up call after. Uh, not really getting a contract that he thought he'd get. I'd give him a one-year deal, and if the season totally implodes, then you have a high first-round pick to take your next quarterback. The question with any NFL team is always, who else? It's what yeah. the Bears are dealing with, too. It's who else, and there's not another option sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, look, let's get into my favorite part of the show, an opportunity for all of you young gamblers out there. A small $20 investment is going to net 14,000 McChickens. Mercy. Woo. With the points, with the with the with the boost on points, but my favorite segment, Blaze, hit us with the weekly perennial, brother. Yeah, as Merrick said, this is for the betters like uh, Dan, who uh, whose wife, fiance, or girlfriend hold the purse strings and uh, don't want to lose too much gambling. So uh, this twenty dollars can turn into about a uh, fourteen thousand McChickens, as Merrick likes to say. So uh, only got two NFL plays, but we got eight college hoops plays on Saturday. So I'll walk them through really quick. Um, got a couple home favorites right off the bat: Syracuse minus one versus Vatech, Creighton minus four versus UConn. That's also going to be my lock of the week. Tennessee minus six home against Missouri. And then we're going to go SMU minus three at Central Florida. Dayton on the road in Richmond, Virginia against VCU. Give me the under in Vir University of Virginia and Georgia Tech of 123. Weber State plus four at Southern Utah. 
under Baylor and OK State, 146. And then when you're Saturday, 8 0, you got two NFL games to go. Give me Tampa plus three and a half. I love the hook there. And then once you're 9 0, you got a guaranteed lock to win $14,000. Don't even hedge the Chiefs money line to close out the Sunday weekly perennial. Chiefs money line. Ooh. That is bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays for him. Uh, we're going to talk more NFL action here in a minute but first off let's talk about the pucks we've had hockey for a week now uh look as a uh as a as a i consider myself a little bit of a larger hockey fan compared to most i'm i am having a little bit of a hard time buying into uh the nhl season right now um the blackhawks are abysmal they've given up 20 goals in four games the only team with a worse record Literally, the, the only team with fewer points in the league right now are the Dallas Stars, and guess what? They haven't played a fucking game yet because of COVID. So, uh, look, uh, I guess uh, I I don't know if I need to start adopting the Stars a little bit more as my team. We'll see. You literally live actually. right next door. And they, yeah, that's true, and they're allowing fans, which is big. So I, I think I'll be attending a couple games, mask on, of course. Um, but, look couple teams that look really good out of the gates. The Vegas Golden Knights are humming. Uh, Mark Stone's leading the league in points right now. They're 4-0, uh, seven goals against in those four games. So I think they have the best goaltender duo in Flurry and Leonard. Um, you know, shout out Stan Bowman for letting Leonard go. Thanks, bud. Look, Philly, Philly looks good, kind of like we talked about last week. You know, I, I still like them as a, a cup contender. Who else is is looking looking hot out of the gates? That I, I have no idea what's going to happen in this Canadian division. They're all going to fucking hate each other, and I, I, someone's going to end up getting sussied for at least ten games here, probably in the in the, in the next couple weeks. Uh, you know, once those rivalries, I think, really start to build up. But yeah, I mean, the the Hawks are there. They're a tough team. They're they're a really hard team to watch. The one team I am a little bit disappointed to see off to a little bit of a slower start as the Oilers. Similar story to last year. You know, Dreisaitl McDavid are at the top of the leaderboards points-wise, but, I mean, two and three to start the season. You know, you, you would think that, you know, they'd come out to a little bit of a better start with some of the acquisitions they made in the offseason. But uh, nonetheless, I am going to give you guys a couple picks for uh, this week. Actually going to going to touch on some games uh, Friday the 22nd. A uh, couple, two games actually that I like. Uh, really got them, got them circled here. I do like the Vegas Golden Knights uh, at Phoenix. I actually like the puck line here. So minus one and a half goals uh, actually pays out plus one fifty three. Uh, so I do like the Golden Knights against the uh, the lackluster Coyotes who are currently sitting uh, one in three. Uh, and then look, I think the other good buy here. Uh, I think the other good buy here is probably the Predators. Uh, you have a Dallas Stars team who, again, is pretty COVID-ridden right now. I, I mean, they delayed the start of the season due to 17, uh, 17 players at camp uh, getting COVID. So, uh, look, I like the Predators' uh, money line, minus 110 uh, against Dallas. So two picks for Friday night uh, on the ice. Uh, once that puck drops, uh, again, I think those are those are two uh, two pretty good opportunities for us to make a little dough. Yeah, so back to the Blackhawks. Obviously, all Chicago sports teams besides the White Sox suck right now. But like, 
last decade, the Hawks won three Stanley Cups. And, like, we know this couldn't go on and the Bill is due. So it's like, hey, at least we won three Stanley Cups. I wasn't a big Joe Quinville guy. I thought we could have won four or five. So um, three was still a great um, feat for any team. But, uh, hey, it is what it is with this team. But, uh, yeah, those Edmonton Oilers off to a slow start, kind of like our Andrew Volleyball team. And then uh, we made the we almost made the final eight. So uh, they heat up at the right time. You never know. Yeah, that was thanks to me. Thank you, Blaze. Um, yeah, the Blackhawks, I mean, if you think they should have won more than three, I think you're being a bit greedy there. I think we've been absolutely spoiled. Um, I've, I, I consider myself a diehard fan, yet I've watched only two periods this season. One period I had to turn off because our goalie literally slipped and fell um, to let up a goal. So um, that's where I'm at with the hockey season. It, it disappoints me, Schmer, that you're going to go against your uh, new favorite team in the Dallas Stars on their first game. Maybe they're fired up. Maybe they're waiting for a uh, for for a game to and and to take one home. So, so uh, you, so with the Hawks sucking and having no defense, would you just recommend blind betting the over until Vegas catches up, or is Vegas already caught up? No. Here's the messed up part. They're playing the Red Wings, who mind you are two and two. They're playing them Friday night. The Hawks are the favorite, minus one thirty. So Detroit is worse than Chicago. Yeah, they actually have wow, worse odds. NHL is upside down. In they're both they're both in the bottom three odds wise to win the cup. I think uh, if last I checked, the Wings are plus thirty thousand to win the cup, and the Hawks are plus like eighteen thousand to to win it. So uh, long odds, but hey, small investment. I can. It's a lot of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's hey, let's talk hoops. Two Iowa alumni, one. University alumni, uh, University of Illinois alumni. Uh, Never left, I'm, baby. So, a big, a big tilt Saturday in Champaign. Uh, you have you have the number five Iowa Hawkeyes currently uh, twelve to one to win the national championship with the uh, Player of the Year candidate in Luca Garza going to Champaign uh, to play. Uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini currently eighteen to one to win the national championship. Gentlemen, I ask you put your your bias aside here. What do you see as the outcome for this game? Uh, I'll go first. I, I've been watching. Obviously, there's not much to do now, but um, with everything going on, but I do watch the Illinois games pretty religiously, and I've been pretty disappointed with the team this year. They have not played up to expectations. Last year they were nasty. They weren't afraid to back down. They got they're a little too finessey and they get punched in the mouth and they kind of go back to their corner and throw in the towel. And they haven't really beaten anybody this year. And um, I love the way Iowa plays. They're a really fundamentally sound team. They know how to run their offense and they got some shooters. And they hey free Big Macs in Iowa City almost every game. They love to put up that triple digit spot. And hey, that's a fun way to play. But um, and they're the better team right now, and I, I hate to admit it, but they are. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of unbelievable. But, I mean, Illinois, I think, is better than what they're showing right now. I think they do need more grit, which I've used now two times in this podcast. You need uh, to come down here, Dan, show them how it's done. Uh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, but as far as Iowa goes, one of the most frustrating things I've been hearing as far as national spotlights is that if Luca Garza gets in foul trouble or Luca Garza does this – there's a lot more than Luca Garza on this team. Granted, I, he's playing, I agree. he's playing 30 minutes a game. You know, he's let's not mention that he's shooting 48 percent 
um, Biami Ark, which is absolutely crazy, but he is as athletic as big men come. Um, I think Illinois is going to have a really hard time stopping him. And if he does get in foul trouble, trouble, I don't think that really matters. Um, just Wies camp can, 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 you know, carry this team and kill the Illini every time they play too. Yep. So let's see what happens, but I think it's going to be a great game on Saturday. It's a Friday night game at eight o'clock. So you got to stay up late. Hopefully uh, your bars are open in the respective area where you live and can have a good night. But yeah, I'm excited for it. What do we, I don't see many, I don't see any lines on this out quite yet. So uh, uh, Ken Palm, just for the people who are curious, that's what I use my spreads for. Um, and once again, this isn't an advertisement, but $20, $20 annual subscription. It's a great service to use if you're into college basketball. They have Iowa beating Illinois by the score of 82 to 81. Wow. Wow. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game to tune into. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, I know. I think a, a few folks probably heading down uh, from the Chicagoland area down to Champaign to, to catch the Hawks uh, play the Illini. So uh, boys, what else you guys from Champaign to Dallas? Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I might, I might hop on a late minute bird. You never know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm, when I'm at the airport, they got bird scooters there. I'll, uh, you know, oh, my bike the in the back. they got electric bikes though. But they take them all cause it's the winter. <laughs> Did look, do you guys, I, I'm not, I'm not really in tune a ton from a college hoop standpoint, anything else on the board for this coming weekend or, uh, any big picks that, that you guys want to lock in? Uh, I'll go first. Danny. I got a couple of them that I put in my weekly perennial. Um, so Ken Palm only has Creighton by a four-point victory against UConn. I love this Creighton team. They're Iowa light, but they run great half-court sets. All five players can shoot the ball, and UConn's played a very cupcakey schedule, and this is going to be the best team they've played by far. I know Hurley's coaching it, so everyone loves him, but I wouldn't buy the hype yet. It's always tough to go to Omaha, Nebraska, as our friend John Reistein likes to say, somewhere in middle America for a Big East team. So they're traveling pretty far during COVID. I think Creighton blows them out, and it's not even going to be close. So I take Creighton up to seven against UConn. And then I've talked a little bit about this before, but I love this Tennessee team. They're built for the NCAA tournament. They're kind of the opposite of Creighton and Iowa. They're big, physical. They love to play defense. And um, they're only a six-point favorite at home against Missouri. I don't think Missouri is going to be able to score 45 points against them. So if Tennessee can score 55 points, I think they cover. So I'd ride Creighton and Tennessee respective spreads this week up to seven. Um, if you guys see those on your respective sports betting or bookie app on Saturday afternoon or morning. Dan, you got any plays for college on Saturday or any co- other college basketball teams you like to look forward to in March? Hammer, Iowa. Who are Hammer. They Hammer the Hawks. 12-1 to, 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 to win the national championship. Could be a Tuesday. I, I got another math question for you. So uh, – I want to bet twelve. Do- I want to bet a hundred dollars on Iowa. What do I get paid out if they win it all? Well, it depends. If you go to J.P. Morgan, you're going to get twelve hundred dollars. If you go to McDonald's, you're going to get twelve hundred McChickens. We'll take both those answers. Quick Let's bet. go, baby. Let's go, big math guy. Iowa finance degree. How about you? Um, look, uh, this weekend is also packed, obviously, with a couple great. Uh, NFL championship games, NFC, AFC championship. Uh, look, Sunday, first game, 2.05 kickoff uh, on Fox. We have uh, the Buccaneers from Tampa Bay traveling north to the tundra 
Green Bay Packers, uh, Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, cold weather, Packers minus three in the hook, over under currently at 51 and a half. Who do we like? Well, I, I first want to talk about it from a viewing perspective. I have to watch a game where Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are the quarterbacks, which is great for the rest of the nation. It's horrible for someone who hates both of them. <laughs> Very true. Very true. It, oh, I'm, I'm a Jets fan, so I've hated Brady, but I don't hate him anymore since he's on the Patriots. And I've always liked Aaron Rodgers because every Bears fan I know just can't stand him. And he's playing great at the age of 37. And Mitch Trubisky can't even put five completions together at the age of 25. So it's kind of funny to watch from a neutral perspective. But uh, okay, Danny, yeah, I actually do. And um, I don't I don't love doing this, but if I'm taking the spread, I'm, I'm going with the Packers. You have to ride them. Um, I think they're too good right now. I think only one Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers is is bothering him and it's bothering the fans it's bothering the city so i think i think they're going to get it done i think they're going to cover um but i i wouldn't call it a lock um beyond keep in that, mind hey keep in mind too this this defense in tampa bay gave him problems week five granted uh i believe that was down in tampa that they played but they gave him uh, they gave him some problems that secondary and that front four boys. You talked about it earlier. Uh, Nadamik and Sue uh, wreaking havoc there in the middle. Look, it, it could cause an issue for him, especially with, uh, you know, you, you got a couple backups playing on that O line. Bakhtiari's out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Um, I mean, it, it could be close, but I mean, boys, what's your ultimate thoughts though, as far as the outcome? Um, yeah, just first, what I really like what they're doing for those Sunday games is that game starts at two o'clock and then the next one's like around five forty, six o'clock. So those games finish like at nine o'clock on a Sunday, Perfect. turn the TV off and get ready to go to work the next day. It's like, it's perfect. I love it. But, um, Sunday scaries are dialed in when that came on. Yeah. No Anyways, it. back to the first game up in the frozen tundra, as our boy Patty likes to say, um, I, I like Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I think their defense can play in this cold weather. They, they're going to be able to run the ball. I think the X factor is if it's under like 30 degrees, is Tom Brady's body going to be able to hold up and throw the ball downfield? I think that's the biggest question. But um, I don't know if they win the game, but I think it's going to be really close. Gun to my head with Merrick standing behind me. <laughs> Packers 24, Tampa Bay 21. Hey, look, I, it, if it is cold and, and, and Tom needs a little stretch, I'm sure Giselle's fine ass will get out there, stretch those hammies out for him. So, Hey, look, bo boys, I'm with you, dude. Uh, actually I'm not with you. I changed my mind. I'm not with you. I'm going with the Packers, baby. The green Bay Packers two Bears minus, fans. minus three and a half. And actually oh, go ahead. Out there. Two Bears fans are with hard earned money. On the Packers. If you're betting hey. with your heart, you're not doing it right. You gotta you gotta do it smart. And I have no dog in this fight. Hey, hey, I don't have a dog in the fight, not yet, baby. But hey, I'm gonna go ahead and give my my football picks of the week. If it happens once, do it again. Cause guess what? Lightning does strike twice, baby. We're gonna parlay 
the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half with the night game. So once the Packers cover, for those of you at home, if if you'd like to hedge your bet to ensure, you know, even money uh, or at least no loss on the day, go ahead and do so. Uh, but once the Packers cover, we're going to go ahead and actually take the three points that we're getting with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs minus three over under a set at 54. I'm going to go ahead and parlay. Uh, again, the Packers with the Bills plus three. Uh, I love that Bills defense. They look good. Micah Hyde, I've said it on the show before, but dude never showed up to class. Entrepreneurship in the greater economy. Uh, dude, thanks for coming out. But uh, look, that defense is stellar in Buffalo. Josh Allen, yeah, he didn't have a great game last week, but that offense still found a way to get it done. Uh, and a who knows? Is Mahomes going to play? I don't think really anyone knows. And my God, the fact that Chad Honey's still in the league and and about to get under center potentially in an oh, AFC championship. Oh, cleared your nuts. Uh, but is he going to be the same Mahomes? They'll bring in – if he gets turned down, they're going to bring in a doctor who got his degree online somewhere during COVID and get uh, signed. Uh, I don't – dude, I, I, I think too. But, hey, that's a scary defense in Buffalo coming at you. If you're Mahomes – you're probably staying in the pack. You're not doing a lot of scrambling like you did last week. I, what What do you guys think? In, in your guys' opinion, has Mahomes looked? Uh, I want to use the term loose in the last few games he's played. No, not I at think, all. I think you're wrong. A few of the throws he's made, um, Kelsey Kelsey has been, uh, I'd say, making up for him, and and a few of them to Kelsey, he's just missed completely. I think I think he's playing too loose. I think he's playing too cute. I don't think they're the same team. If you're going to take the Bills, Merrick, you need to take the money line and watch the Bills win. Plus 141. Give me the Chiefs money line. I, I, I don't know if they cover the spread, but I I can't see them losing at home. Mahomes is so good. Sure, he's looked a little off, but still, there's the Browns had multiple times, second and long, third and 15, and Mahomes completes these passes. It's and the Browns' defense is nothing to sneeze at. Like, they were good, too. And obviously the game changed with Mahomes getting hurt on a questionable third down and one play call at first. But give me the Chiefs' money line. I think the dream season for Buffalo uh, ends in Kansas City, Missouri. Not Kansas City, Kansas. Patson. Dan, what's your final pick on the game? I've got I've got two locks, um, which I'm going to go back to the Green Bay Buccaneers game, too. A very unpopular pick is the Green Bay Buccaneers under. I think I think both of these teams are going to struggle in the cold. I think Aaron Jones will not be able to run the ball. He'll still catch the ball and get his yards. Um, and if we're looking at Tom Brady's championship games, you're looking at nine of 14 that have gone under. Wow. That's going to that happen. happen again. Take the under. Mike drops stats. Man, he did his homework. Dan wants to come back on this podcast later this year. I'm back every episode. This is your third guy. Anyways, the what we're parlaying that with, Merrick, is going to be a prop bet. Oh, baby. Hold on. Time out. Time out. We're, okay, hey, first off. Mike, Mikey Two Teamers has, I mean, Batman and Robin. Oh, come on, Dan. Hit me, hit, hit me with the second leg of the parlay. Call me Luigi to your Mario. I'm going Josh Allen over 31 and a half rushing yards. Woo! He's going to run all over the Chiefs. 
Really? 31 and a half. I will say I'm off. God, I actually bets. really like that, Dan. I like it too. I'm off prop bets after I bet uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, uh, and Nick Chubb over receiving yards last week that neither of those hit. I'm done with prop bets. But, Dan, I if I was a gambling man, I kind of get back on that. That's, yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah, like that I point. Tweet that out Sunday after I win my fourteen thousand bucks on that parlay. Yeah, once you buy that used BMW that Merrick still wants his second car for, you'll be fine. But we <laughs> gotta make sure the passenger door opens. <laughs> hey, I'm fixing that, dude. I'm I'm working on it, drama. I'm working on it. There's been so much talk about Diggs. You heard what I think about him. He's going. There's too much. There's too much concentration on him. Josh Allen's going to have to use his feet and he's going to use his feet for more than 31 and a half yards. I like it. I liked it. Oh, I like man. it too. I like the player prop. That threw me off there for a second. We haven't had any of those on the podcast, but uh, for those listening at home, what is a two team parlay pay usually? Uh, generally about 2.6, uh, 2.6 to one. Please. Okay. Okay. So if you want to put $20 on that, you'll win 32 in return. There it is. Hey, that's that's an Illinois math degree right there, or, or poly sci, excuse me, poly sci. I took calc, I took calc two though. Nothing there. There it is. There it is. Well, hey, uh, almost equidistant from Dan Aspen in Chicago, Illinois, and Boys Bernardi down there in the Champaign, Illinois, would be South Bend, Indiana. What's the weather currently today, boys? How's the wind blowing come the weekend? Hey, Danny, uh, let's meet halfway in South, in South Bend, Indiana this Saturday. We got a high of 29 degrees, low of 24. Uh, sun's going to be peeking out of the clouds all weekend. Um, those grad assistants survived the snow and wind last week. Um, they'll be able to survive this week, too. We only got five-mile-an-hour winds and uh, no chance of snow or any precipitation on the ground. That's Mercy. bad, brother. We can crack a beer, play some bags. Definitely. It's got potential. Why Watch not? my college basketball picks win. Why not have one, boys? Jeez, jeez. Well, look, I know we're we're running a bit long here, but Dan, uh, I think I speak for the both of us when when I say we, we appreciate you coming on. It's good to see your face. Uh, you know, good to hear from you, obviously, again. And uh, look, I'm I'm excited to. Uh, you know, I, I was pretty disappointed I wasn't able to make the bachelor party, dude. Uh, in all seriousness, and and I'm I'm looking forward to uh to being at the wedding later this year. So. Uh, dude, great, great to hear from you as always. Appreciate you coming on. And, uh, again, I'm sure, uh, sure you'll be on again soon. It's good to get the best Andrew volleyball team in the history of the school back together, boys. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate the time as always. And, uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Peace.